Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast which is brought to you by the ASVO and Wine Australia. My name is Sharon Harvey, I'm a Research and Development Program Manager here at Wine Australia. This is the second of two podcasts that will explore the question of, now we're sort of two years on from the 2019 and 20 bushfires, what have we learnt and how can grape growers and winemakers use that heading into the new season and subsequent seasons? So today we'll explore the latest in smoke monitors and how you can use them to assess risk of smoke taint in your vineyard. So I am joined today by Professor Ian Porter of La Trobe University, who is the architect of the world's first smoke sensor network, which is dedicated to monitoring smoke taint risk in vineyards. This was a project funded by the federal and Victorian governments through a regional economic stimulus and resilience grant awarded to the Northeast Wine Zone following the 2019-20 bushfires. Wines of the King Valley, La Trobe University and Wine Australia are co-investors in the project, which has delivered a world-first network of 100 smoke loggers for the wine region of northeast Victoria. So, Ian, welcome. Welcome, Sharon. Firstly, can you please just give us a quick reminder of what smoke taint is and how it affects wine grape growing? Yeah, smoke taint are a range of phenolic chemicals that are free in smoke and they go straight through the skin of berries. About 60% of the compounds end up in the skins and they enter through that uh, from the skins and when you make wine, they enter into the wine directly um, from the grapes through to the wine. It's a passive process and uh, there's really no way of getting it out of the skins and therefore the best way to avoid it is to make sure the chemicals, uh, that we know the levels when they're first there and that we're able to relate those chemicals through to what may end up in the wine. Sure. So this is this is in addition to the direct damage that can be caused to, to vineyards by by the fire itself, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So smoke taint only occurs when levels of phenols, the specific smoke taint chemicals, get to a particular threshold. And those thresholds are not well established. And what we've got to do out there is establish those so the growers can put more grapes uh, into wine and into the bottle. And that's part of the program as well. Sure. So can you just outline uh, what sort of damage this has caused for in the past for grape and, for the grape and wine sector in Australia? Yeah, well, look, in Victoria, um, the average loss is, uh, well, in the fires in 2020, for instance, was $120 million in the northeast of Victoria. But they put it roughly at about averaging out at about $100 million across the state per year. Um, in the 220 bushfires throughout Australia, it was roughly uh, $500 million loss. And it's the number one production loss problem in wine grapes in Australia. Uh, certainly in the in the key regions of high premium grape growing in Australia, which is basically five states, um, New South Wales, uh, Victoria, Tasmania, South Australia and Western Australia. Yeah, sure. And this isn't a problem that's likely to go away soon, right, with increased frequency of bushfires predicted with climate change in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, they just... Uh, People know, but the major problems occurred in three, two, uh, 2003, 2007, a little bit in 2009. Um, there are other areas in Tassie in 2018, and then we had 2020. So it's, it's frequently occurring, and um, when the weather warms up and we get um, El Ninos rather than La Ninas in Australia, we'll end up with more drought and, and more bushfires. So 
that's unfortunate, but it's a, a natural event these days. Mm. And can you tell us a little bit more about the what, where and how of this smoke sensor network that you've set up? Yeah, well, during the um, last 10 years, we've developed a lot of information about smoke. Uh, we were probably the first in the world, I think, to explore smoke in as much detail using um, BESDA loggers at the time, which were very early smoke detection apparatus systems that were developed in Western Australia. And we took them out into the uh, wine industry and said, can we relate smoke dose, the cumulative dose that grapes get because they accumulate dose uh, on the, in the grapes, can we relate that to sensory in the bottle? And so we, we had to do all the, all the uh, jigsaw pieces on the way, which included smoke dose, uh, smoke concentration of the phenols, grape levels, wine levels, and then sensory outcomes. And we've just run our third sensory outcome on the 2020 bushfires yesterday in the northeast of Victoria, attended by all the major companies in Australia. And uh, that's allowed us to link up smoke through to sensory. And then we said, well, can we do it with a logger? and um, can we expand that network? And so three years ago, we worked with a company that was uh, developing small, cheap uh, loggers to measure smoke particulate matter, uh, PM 2.5, PM 10, and then relating that through to um, the levels of phenols in the air and then what goes through the grapes. And over the last uh, two years, they've developed it to the level of a, a network where there's 100 now uh, being trialled in northeast Victoria, and every virtually every major grower in northeast Victoria now has one of those loggers, and it will develop a traffic light system of risk for them as far as smoke taint is concerned. Wow! So all that that vast quantity of data sort of sits behind that that traffic light system that you've set up. Absolutely, you can measure PM two point five very easily in smoke. The trick is how do you relate it back to what's in the bottle and. It's a massive amount of work to get all the correlations, the variation in varieties, uh, distance from burns, concentration of fresh smoke versus old smoke, um, and a whole other range of parameters has been tested through the development of it. And we believe that the moment that the growers, well, the growers actually believe now that it's going to be the best thing they've ever had for prediction of smoke taint in real time during the season. Um, you know, diagnostic tests take a little while to get the answer back. But this takes into account all the diagnostic tests as well and gives a real-time output so growers can get away from the stress that they have in bushfires and controlled burns when smoke's around and they can just look at their phone immediately and say, we've got a green light, nothing's wrong with our grapes, and uh, they can put them in the bottle. So, yeah, that's how it will work. Fantastic. It's a powerful tool. Today we're also joined by Dean Cleave-Smith who will give us a grower perspective on Ian's work and what the sensors provide. Uh, Dean is a producer in the lovely King Valley region of Victoria and is also president of the local regional association Wines of the King Valley. Welcome, Dean, and thank you so much for your time today. Hi, Sharon. Um, thanks for having me. So firstly, can you just tell us a bit about the uh, business that you run there in the King Valley? Yes, yeah, so I've got a small vineyard winery, um, Mark Wines in the King Valley, but I also have been president of Wines of the King Valley now for about six years, which, as you said, is the regional association. And you know, we um, cover both the sort of uh, lead the technical grape growing research within the valley as well as marketing activities around the King Valley and its fabulous festivals and events. Awesome. And you did a fantastic job securing the 
the grant money that I mentioned earlier to to deliver this network. So what has been uh, your experience of the impact of smoke on your wine business in particular and also in the, the general reg- region of northeast Victoria in the past? I think, you know, one of our challenges is we've got this beautiful backdrop in the King Valley, which is the um, Alpine National Park. So it's an area that is subject to what feels like it's sort of more frequent um, fire event. And, you know, 2020 was a disaster for not only the King Valley, but um, all of the wine GIs that make up the area of northeastern Victoria. So, you know, in 2020, the King Valley lost equivalent of a retail value of about $76 million worth of wine, you know, with a large portion of the white wine and, and most of the red wine crops um, effectively forfeited because of, you know, uncertainty around smoke. So, you know, the work that Ian and his team have been doing over many years with us in the King Valley has been really important to understanding um, that not all smoke is created equal. There is smoke we can live with and there is smoke that we can't live with. And I think this smoke sensor network um, is the first real tool that takes the subjectivity out of it in the vineyard. So, you know, in the past, we've had things that have allowed us to measure grapes um, once they're harvested or assess wine once it's produced. But, you know, this network's actually um, collecting data and then using it as some real smarts in the cloud to give a grape grower or a winemaker an in-the-field assessment of what the accumulative impact of smoke is in any one season. So, you know, it's it's going to be a real game changer. We've never had this before. Um, it's been, as I said, really subjective. Um, and I feel that this will, you know, in time, it might take a couple of years, take a great deal of that subjectivity out of it so that we know a given block is great for production or whether or not there needs to be further remediation activity in the winery to deal with smoke. Fantastic. And what do you think the challenges are that that remain in this space to help grape growers and winemakers manage the effects of smoke taint? Uh, I think there's time to to build a sense of trust in this network. So much of the fruit in the Australian wine industry now is, you know, not under long-term contracts. So buyers sort of have this ability to um, quite easily walk away from a contract if there's if there's smoke. So I think once there's trust in the research and the science and the results that this network will provide, will give both grower um, and purchaser uh, a much stronger understanding of the quality of a crop and take that ability for people to walk away simply because there's been a perception of smoke taint when in fact, you know, as we're learning, um, a lot of the smoke actually has no impact on the grapes at all. Yeah, so it's a, it's an education piece on on both sides of the of the coin, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's a big education piece on for growers, I think, to, to you know, get used to using digital tools like this almost in real time. You know, we haven't had a season where it's all deployed yet, but I sort of have this picture in my mind of, you know, a, a purchaser and a, a grower standing there in the vineyard having this conversation and, and looking at the, at the app on the phone 
saying, well, you know, this is where we're at. It's looking really good. And, you know, that gives great confidence to both parties that, that there'll be a quality wine produced from, from that crop. Yeah, it's a good vision for the future, isn't it? It is. And it's one of the first real, you know, Internet of Things live data collection reporting analysis tools that the industry ever had. Um, and in fact, great parts of Horticulture and agriculture don't have these types of things. So, you know, the work in these teams is really at the leading edge of where this is at. And to have the data being collected and the cloud analysing it and putting those results in in um, great growers' hands is really, yeah, really exciting. Mm, fantastic. So back to you, Ian. With these challenges in mind, what's happening next for the for the Smoke Sensor Network in Northeast Vic? Well, what we're going to do this season and uh, with any burns that come across, any smoke that comes across, whether it's a controlled burn or a small bushfire, and we don't anticipate any major events, uh, hopefully for a few years, we'll uh, firm up the relationships between the smoke and the sensory outcomes in in the wine. Uh, we've already made over 180 vintage uh, bottles of wine from different varieties from the last five years, not just the bushfires because we want to always make sure that the smoke dose correlates through to what's in the bottle, and we'll keep doing that. And we also need to understand baseline levels, not just with unoaked um, vintages, but also oaked vintages, because they put in chemicals that are the same as smoke. And uh, once growers know those levels, they'll say, wow, in smoke, um, um, mild smoke, we don't never exceed those levels. So we were talking about that yesterday at the sensory as well. So the next few years are about just ensuring that the relationships are accurate. And then as Dean said, um, relating that to the big marketers, you know, the accolades, the casellas and the others who buy grapes and just making them feel comfortable that the tool is dead accurate. And I think it, you'll find it'll be as accurate as diagnostics in grapes to start with, and it'll we'll keep firming it up for different varieties and different distance, distances from the burn and uh, relationships to the size of the burn in the next few years. Fantastic. The uh, advantage of real-time smoke assessment is that growers will know when their grapes are in the red and they'll be able to apply remedial action on their farm so they won't be spending uh, money on netting or pesticides and they'll go into a, a better mode. So they, they'll always save money by getting real-time data. It won't be a negative. These sensors that have been developed by the company that we're working with are low-cost sensors that are accessible to growers at minimal cost to them. And obviously during the bushfire program they're free and uh, it's funded by the Australian government and Victorian government and Wine Australia and La Trobe and others um, but ultimately it will need some commercial avenue but it will always be a very cheap service because that's what we want in um, uh, in a crisis with bushfires and um, that's really important for growers not to be stressed over how much it's costing as well. Yes absolutely and you can add other things into the logger unit as well can't you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I meant to say that the loggers themselves have got the flexibility. They, they record temperature and relative humidity. But in time, they can be other things can be built in. Uh, we've already foreseen that they might need leaf wetness, soil moisture, soil temperature. 
And we've also been just talking to some of the irrigation companies about how we might link through the loggers or other loggers to not have a multitude on a property, but you'd have one that becomes an interface for the other systems. So you're not forever trying to log into different apps and different uh, apparatus that you're able to actually link them all up. Yeah, perfect. The simpler the better. Just to let our audience know, we're Wine Australia and La Trobe University are also investigating uh, pathways to, to commercialisation and setting up a, a, a pipeline for potential rollout of these of these sensors, potentially across all, all wine regions in the country. Yep. So I think that brings us to a close. Uh, so if you'd like some more information on, on this topic, uh, please visit the Wine Australia website where there are dedicated pages on smoke and fire management and on the smoke sensor projects in particular, or you're very welcome to reach out to me directly at Wine Australia. You'll be able to access both these podcasts from the ASVO website once we load them up. And finally, thank you so much for listening in. Thank you very much again to Ian and Dean for joining us today and goodbye.